Let's begin. Oh, that's a new opening. You want to start with that? <laughs> Welcome to Tanked Up. The podcast all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and sat next to me is Adol Kerji. Hello, hey, dude. You good? You look well. Do I? You do. Yes. Oh, you've had a shave. Well, no, I actually haven't touched the beard part. I've just cleaned oh, it. This is underneath. This oh, is yeah. my okay. like shave and shower beer in an hour yeah, move. Good. I mean, usually, I actually do the cheeks too, so it looks like a proper kempt beard. Mm-hmm. But because this is all bushy. Yeah, yeah. Great podcasting, by the Go way. Go for the rugged man look. Yes. That's what I always say. Beers. Video games. That's oh. the things we're going to discuss rather than beards. Um, <laughs> it's another winter, or Christmas, I suppose. Holiday. Another seasonal we called it, we call it we a holiday. Yeah. Another holiday beer episode. We've got three beers this week, um, each of which we're sharing. We're going to start with the Good Chemistry Brewing... Advent Horizon. It's a 5.6%. It is a rich stock ale for the Dark Nights. This is a brew designed for keeping, blending, or drinking right now. Worth finding in your stocking on Christmas morning. Interesting that they say it's um, designed for blending as well. Hmm. Maybe it's a beer we pick up and find something else to try it out with. And see mm. if we can mix a few things. Or put it in some sort of beer-based cuisine. Ooh. Ooh. Possibly. Maybe like... Oh, like a casserole, but with beer in. Or a beer roll? A, beer, <laughs> a case of beer? A case of beer, nice. With all good chemistry beers, they have percentages. This one is 41% turkey, 50% family, and 83% home alone. So it's perfect for just watching kids' films. Seems odd. That kid is a psychopath, by the way. <laughs> if you if you watch those movies again, or just, just the things... Like, 80 slapstick is so violent and such an... Interesting way we don't see anymore. Like... Yeah, yeah. Like, think about, like, oh, this guy's going to try and open the door, so I will scald his palm for life (laughs) with some sort of weird electric kettle prod thing. I completely concuss him using this. Only... To be fair, though, um, they do keep coming for some stupid reason. So at some point, they, they start asking for it. That's right, I'm victim-blaming. Are they the victim? I think they, <laughs> they are. They probably are the victim, yeah. yeah. Even at though... some point, the, the, the tables turn. Definitely. Oh, this is a nice, quite, quite thick, uh, coloured, um, dark, dark, dark brown. No head at all. No. Um, but it's clearly not just because it's dark. It's clearly quite cloudy. Yeah, very, very. Ooh. That, that's a nice uh, berry smelling it off the top. It's quite it's sweet, yeah. Mm. A little malty though too. Yes, but there's that there's something in that berry sweetness. That's very nice. That's a good smell. That oh, is that. Yeah. It's almost it's similar to the the anchor I think, but it, it's kind of that perfect winter beer oh, kind yeah. of smell, isn't it? It's not too overpowered with spices. It's it smells like a very nice balanced, slightly sweet, but. You know, not too much sort of. Sorry, I'm getting thrown off by all the mirrors. We're, I look at I look at Ben and I see myself in a little vanity mirror. We're recording in a slightly new environment due to um, a sleeping child. Yes, 
Luckily, I can't see myself in the big mirror in front of me, but I, I keep being tempted to look at you in the mirror, in the mirror rather, rather than, than right next yeah, to me. Yeah, rather than at each other. Yeah. I know. I've been... This is my life now. I stand in front of a mirror with a baby. Right. Sort of making faces and things, because... you're bored. Well, yeah, that is the main reason, pretty much, yeah. Right, this beer. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that gets nicer. It does. It's got this odd taste which sits the whole way through. But other it kind of is are... elevated above everything else. There's lots of other stuff going on, but there's almost one constant that I can't... It's a little... Um... Yeah, it's not quite... It's not just bitter. It's, no, um... no. It's... um. What is that? You don't quite get the sweetness... It's not as malty as the yeah. nose would suggest. I think the sweetness is there right at the beginning and then it quickly fades. Yes, yeah. Mm. You're left with... It's quite a velvety kind of finish. Mm-hmm. Not, not in terms of texture, but in... in Smoothness? Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. And like, um, and, yeah, the taste itself, rather than the texture of it. Mm. It has that some sort of velvety character. I can see... They put on the uh, the back that's sort of like a blending beer because it does kind of just have that base. That's kind of yeah. To, the, the, but you can feel that maybe can be built on as well. Like this, you can kind of see things that different tastes being added to this. Yeah, as well. you you could see a lot of things going well with it. It's it's not to say that it's plain. No, that it's, no, it's, it's just it's, mm. it. It definitely doesn't have like the peaks and valleys of different tastes going on that uh, the average beer that we tend to gravitate towards mm. has. Yeah, very. It's really good, though. But it's kind of, you know, it's not a big hoppy flavour. It's not like the Wiper and True, which is nice and balanced. And but it's not, as you say, it's not plain. It's not a bland kind of flavour. There are things going on. It is steady. Steady is a good word, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. Not, we, not a word we've used before no. in terms of beers, I don't think. Good. And you know what? Yeah, I feel like a high school boy. I really just want to be going steady. Oh, nice. Not really. It's k- k- weak. <laughs> it's not at 5.6, but I know. We won't. We won't. <laughs> just constantly making jokes. Yeah. Right. Let's get Heaven into some bed. games. Let's get into some games. Um, we were talking recently, and I'm going to let you kick us off. But you were going to... You were talking to me about mods for a certain game oh, that may yes. have just re-released. I wasn't sure we were going to start with that. Let's start thought... with that. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, you may have heard this of this game. It's, um, what does it stand for? Tez. The, um, Elder Scrolls? <laughs> the um, Eel Society. Yeah, the Eel Society Skyrim. And, uh, they have a new, uh, second edition of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's not even funny jokes, but I can't help it. Uh, yeah, so uh, Skyrim Special Edition came out, and uh, it's reignited a lot of people's Skyrim fervor. Yeah, big time. Um, fever is what I meant, but whatever. And there was a fervor about it. I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, I it... get you. Cheers. <laughs> but as a um, personal computer owner of it on the Steam platform, mm. I got it for free. Ooh, nice. So, uh, and I um, have had it for years, and I've never gotten past about 20 minutes after the first dragon. Yeah, something we've discussed before, yes. I think, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I installed it, this, mm-hmm. this yeah, special edition, and um, then, because I'm on the PC, I sort of started digging. 
and uh, I started looking at a bunch of different mods for both that were being slowly ported over from uh, uh, original Skyrim to um, Special Edition, and and uh, sort of the top ones, the really popular ones, were going over. So I did some digging around and uh, just to see what was available. And mm-hmm. good lord, you can make that game look so pretty. Yeah. Compared to vanilla Skyrim, mm-hmm. starring Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz. That's uh, a recycled joke from uh, Out of Lives episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think it's the unaired Out of Lives episode. Have you so been I think that... joke just to redo them now on different Yeah, podcasts. no, I just realized that I made that joke on Out of Lives, but I think it was on the um, the lost episode, yeah, so yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah, I was too. I know. <laughs> Could have cut this whole thing out and sounded original, but uh, uh, and uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of mods out there that give it like more natural weather effects. Mm-hmm. Um, a penguin follower, <laughs> ability to hatch penguins, nice, uh, you know, silly ones like that. But I was really interested in how to make it. Um, there's a whole the whole category of mods uh, under immersion, so things like um, making cleaning up the UI, uh, making the blood effects more realistic. Okay. Um, things like spray and, and there's, the way it sort yeah. of flows and stuff like and that. And water is a big one. So um, the water is on a very tight animated loop. Yeah. And no matter what kind of water it is, whether it's a waterfall or whatever, it has the same noise, etc. So there's yeah. a, a realistic water too, which changes all that. Okay. And when you install the mod, it um, gives you some options on like a longer loop. Um, it also gives things like... Um, the uh, when you go up into the north, it actually gives the um, icebergs a cracking sound. Nice, that's cool. Yeah, so a bunch of really cool stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's like a, I put a, a tree mod in to give it some variety in trees, and then you put felled trees in there. Um, and uh, and some you know there's a verdant mod which gives that's, different grass it, it's and different flowers. I could not believe stuff you can do. Like I knew people were doing a lot, but I just didn't realize sort of the depth and breadth of what you could do to that game mm. just just to, to make it look more like what you want. And that's not even covering, like, the different uh, ENBs, which are basically, like, uh, it's a thing that sits in between the drivers and the game that yeah. uh, changes the way it um, looks. It's the uh, same idea as I've mentioned, how you can make watchdogs look super beautiful and full of, like, a, like good quality lighting, etc. It's mm-hmm. the same idea. Um, but there's a whole variety of them. There's some of them that make it look more like fantasy, so it sort of makes everything more vibrant. Yeah, that's the cool. lightning source is a little more um, localized you, but brighter. Yes, yeah, so they get slightly they more cast, dramatic sort yeah. of settings. And, yeah. Um, so uh, that really just brought brought home how much I uh, missed uh, gaming on the PC because you can just fuck around with things. Yeah, there's there's so much you can do. I mean, uh, I really enjoyed um, a game a few years ago called Banished. Oh. Which is a, I have yet to play it. It's, it's in my it's very library. very good. It, it's kind of um, you you start a village with some outcasts and you basically have to keep them alive and you know, grow your village. It's a right. settlement. Yeah, it's just a, it's a, a town builder. Right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's um, it's kind of set in a more medieval kind of age, right. so it's very limited in technologies and things right. like that. And you don't build through technologies, but it's all about. Like harsh weather accidents, right. trying to keep your people alive, and they die in very different, you know, in really brutal ways. They send people out to chop trees, and they would just go, "Oh, this guy's died because some trees fell on him as he nice. chopped them down and stuff like that." But the, the there was a mod, I think it's called um, like New World, right? And 
it just gave you so many more building types. Right. And suddenly you have... Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's uh, basically um, a completely new building where people can collect um, either uh, wax or make honey. Mm. So suddenly you've got a different resource. Right. You have wax, which can then make candles. So that spun out to a completely new um, resource right. and, and item and things like this. So it just opens up different trade and, and different right. building types, and you can have a much wider variety of things to do. And Vanilla Banished was fun and nice, but suddenly you'd kind of built up through and you'd got one of all of the buildings and you're kind of just ticking over trying to expand. But suddenly when you've got a a hell of a lot more option, it just opens the game up so much more that your play session is is sort of increased instead of it, you know, you going away and coming back to it, you play for that little bit longer, right? Because you want to build this and you want people to well, do this, and and, and like also this. the variety, more variety means there's different paths you can take to get to, you know, I've got all all of the things exactly, so it gives it a lot exactly, more yeah, yeah, and and it's just, you know, mods isn't something that I've really delved into a huge amount, but you know that that banish mod completely changed yeah. how I was playing or the enjoyment that right. I was getting from the game, so. It's. I just think that someone has sat there and taken the time to, to put all of this in, program all of this to work in certain you know in these well, different ways. Well, and a lot of times it's, it's it's. I mean, mods are unless it's a um, one of the few games out there that provides sort of a mod kit. Um, it's it's all backdoor. What can I figure mm. out from the code that's available from yeah. the files, and what can I mess around with? Yeah, very and much. I, I just uh, my hat goes off to to modders for just this. I don't think I'm passionate about anything that much. No, man. No, I mean, um, out of lives example, Mister Adam Thomas mm-hmm. of um, what's it called? Out of the Crossfire fame. There we go. Um, has recently made a scene for Planet Coaster, right. which is pirates fighting um, like Civil War era American Civil War era. Um, um, soldiers, yeah. I believe, fine, and that's just a, um, a, a like an animatronic piece vignette. of scenery, yeah, yeah, vignette that you can put into Planet Coaster. And he said that you know it didn't take him long to make, and it's been you know downloaded X number of times. People have commented on it that they're enjoying it and stuff. But he started to, he's kind of got the bug, yeah, yeah. you know, started to, to get into thing. it a little it's bit. The, it's the modern community feeds itself really well. Mm, mm. Um, but, uh, and I mean, I've lately like things like I really like Saints Row 2. Okay. Um, I think it's, uh, Saints Row 1 is just a GTA clone. Yes. Uh, Saints Row 3 and 4 are quite over the top. Saints Row 2, I think, is the best GTA alternative. Yeah, so I think, um, Sleeping Dogs is the best, like, story based GTA game, and it also is the best melee because of the. Um, martial arts that's in there. I think. Yes, yeah. I think it's it's a fantastic example of that type of game that that, that goes for plot. Mm. Um, GTA most people play for fucking about, and I think yeah, um, Saints Row Two is my fu- the, my favorite. I think the things you can unlock and the fact that at least on PC there's um you know there's multiplayer you can fuck about yeah. together. I think and this is a super old game, but its PC port is one of the worst ever made. Um, but there's the there's a group called the Gentlemen of the Row, and the Gentlemen of the Row mod fixes like it makes it so that it can run on like we're talking like 
like five years after it came out, like top end gear could not run it at like thirty frames consistently throughout explosions and shit. Like it was that bad. And and you can pick whether you just want to make the vanilla game run or add a few of their extra bit, bits and bobs. Um, and they're all really well and integrated. And if you just want the vanilla game, it just provides a bit more stability. Yeah, it changes the way the engine That's, deals it's, with it's things. In, it's insane that you get a game published by a developer that they've. You know, it might be that the, the publisher has said we need this game to be released on this this date, so they rush through yeah. it and they they bang it out. Um, and it, you know, it's buggy. It's got loads of problems. But you're just then relying on the community to. Fix well, it and, and yeah, and it's not like they came out with this like right away. Is the thing I don't know when it came out, and they did several versions, and they came out with Gentlemen of the Row for Saints Row Three, um, and I know part of it was like putting whatever their extra features were in, but also some streamlining. Uh, I haven't um, played Saints Row Three on a modern computer to know whether its port was much better because mm. of the backlash. Yeah. So I don't know if you actually need the mod to make it run, but I'm talking on today's hardware, you'd probably still struggle. Like, so, like, the things like turning off ambient occlusion increases mm. your frame rate by, like, half because it's that horribly ported in. Mm. And we're talking about a game from, what, like, 2005? Oh, Saints Row 4 was two years ago, so three must have been a couple of years before that, so two... At least a few years before that, so yeah, you're looking maybe eight years ago, yeah, maybe ten years well, ago, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, you might be right, might probably after yeah, five, five to seven yeah. sort of thing, yeah, yeah, and and it still butchers things. Like, mm. how is that possible? Yeah, um, like at this point, you might as well just wait for the Xbox 360 um, emulator on PC and just run it through there. Yeah. but these guys have fixed it, and it's great because I have a saved game that's fairly early on that I've just been jumping from computer to computer, and I loaded it up the other day. Nice and played. No missions, but fucked about just a bunch. Just fucked about, yeah. I yeah. think that's the, the joy of Saints um, Row, isn't it? It's just yeah. being able to go in and just fuck around. So, going back to Skyrim, though, um, I uh, I will say that I have both installed. Mm-hmm. And um, so, the modding community called The Nexus, N-E-X-X-U-S, yeah. um, has a little mod manager, which allows you to choose in which order mods load, which is super important, especially if they both deal with similar effects. Yeah. Um, and also unload and load them, so you can like just open the mod manager and say, I want to unload all these, so I can go straight back to vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm actually um, probably uh, in the new year, just because I'm going to Canada soon. Yes. Um, I'm planning on um, just doing some comparisons, because right now there's not a lot of E&B work on uh, Skyrim, because mm-hmm. it uses a different direct special edition. Uh, it uses the new DirectX 11. Okay. There's no e- the EMB like core yeah. is on DX 10 and 9. Um, so you can't make special edition look as pretty as old edition. Yeah. But I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm really curious as to sort of the degrees in which you can make, get both games to play really yeah. well. Because yeah. um, I own all, like, I, I, whenever I got Skyrim regular, I had all the expansions. And special edition wraps them all together, so like the game is the same. So the 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 question before we move on is: you said you played uh, about a half an hour to an hour of um, Skyrim when it first came. Yeah. Have you played more than that on the remastered so far? Depends on how you define more than that. <laughs> I I've done three or four quests. I've I've hopped to a couple new locations. Um, I've I've gone further. For You've sure. gone further, right? But okay. I have spent a lot of time. Playing with the mods, yeah, yeah, and just seeing what looks different, yeah, sure. Um, and I'm a little worried that that's what's drawn me to the game rather than you know 
the, the game. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, okay. uh, I mean, I haven't gotten to the point where I've used the console commands, which you can do all kinds of fun stuff. Nice. Um, nor have I gotten uh, gone to the point where I've put Goku in so I can command <laughs> something. Um, so I'm not, not experimenting with like importing other like stupid powers and shit. Yeah, it's mostly um, like things like, like people. Emotion. Yeah, like people have reskinned some of like the epic weapons because they look okay. really stupid. Hmm. So that they've basically made them a little more streamlined and less thick broadswordy. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. That's um, comic key. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and so those I've, I've floated, and I don't. I'd rather see the nicer version and never have seen the other version. And, yeah. I, and you know, I went through the mods and was like, "Yeah, I like what this sounds like." Um, I am curious because I don't really know. I didn't do enough research on like really how much attention should be mm, paying to mm. the order because I've got like twenty two mods for wow, special okay. edition. Uh, these are like I'm interested in these. Let's try it out. And I went to a couple. I can't even remember um, the YouTube channel now, which like gave, gave some recommendations. Yeah. Oh, MXR Mods. I think it's the top Skyrim mod channel. But yeah, he they did like four or five episodes on like new special edition mods. And so I just... That's cool. Like, yep, yeah, that sounds neat. That's oh, no, that's gameplay change. We don't want that. You know. Uh, yeah, I do actually want prettier flowers. Cool. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I haven't... Since last episode, I haven't really turned it on, though. Okay. But I've been in a very much a gaming... I don't know what I want to do this, this past mm, week. Mm. So I've been in a lot of turning something on for 20 minutes and then turning it off. Yes, yes. Um, well, I, I suppose we'll, we'll move on to our second beer. But I'm going to briefly discuss uh, Not A Game. We're going to be rolling on the YouTube bandwagon. Ooh, interesting, right? Wait, there's a bandwagon? There's a bandwagon. Let's open this next beer. I'll allow you to... Oh, not yeah. say no, no. Where's the? Oh, it's I've on the label. Oh, I've got it's on the label. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you missed the un- the unboxing, folks, because um, it was. This is a um, recommended by the the beer master the shopkeep shopkeep. There we yes. go. I was like, there's a word for this. I don't know what it is. It's the Schneider Weisse, um Tap Six Mine Aventinus, brewed in 2013, or as some people like saying, 2013. Aventinus, the world's oldest wheat doppelbock, has received accolades for the perfect balance of fruity spiciness, banana clove vanilla, and notes of chocolate. In addition, this beer has demonstrated wonderful aging potential with soft aromas and flavors of chocolate, port, and cherry when matured for three years or more. Which it has. Yes. Uh, Definitely not as sparkling as young Aventinus, a full-bodied beer to be enjoyed after a good dinner from a bowl glass... That's a failure in our part. Not what we've got. Uh, therefore, Georg the Sixth Schneider decided to start aging a limited number of cases of Aventinus every year in the brewery's historical natural ice cellar, with each batch held for a minimum of three years. Mm. Please enjoy it now, or hold on to it in your own cellar for further development. Oh, I just go down to the cellar. If you can handle the weight. Oh, I can't handle the weight. We must. No. We must drink it now. Plus, I don't have a cellar to put it in. Mm. So that no. means we probably should open this. So this is going to be very interesting. Obviously, it gives you some additional notes on what to expect after it being um, aged for three years, which this is. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly, I, I did want to point this out. On the wrapping paper, it um, it says, uh, Aventinus, brewed in 2013. Um, oh, there's just a bunch of things on there's it. There's lots of different things. Yeah, yeah after you said but, the first one. I... Yeah, 50th anniversary of the assassination of JFK. You know what it is. It's things that happened in 2013. 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Croatia becomes the 20th member of the EU. I didn't know that was 2013. I right. was there earlier this year. Um, while you pour, I'll continue remembering the beloved Nelson Mandela. Was that really three years ago? Well, it was. Remembering. As in he the died. Beloved, so he did. Yeah, it's, it's an odd way to put it. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> uh, Prince William and his wife Kate welcome... A son. Prince Georg. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's an E, it's not Georg. Um, so this is... Uh, oh, thank now, so we can drink. So this is an 8.2%... Um, Doppelbock. Wheat Doppelbock. Yes. It's a little lighter in colour. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's sort of a, a murky brown, almost. I'm sure it's because of the blue walls in the room, but it almost looks like a plummy colour. All of those bits. It's got sediment. All of the bits. So much sediment in there. Yeah, it's that sediment a, shows just how cloudy it yeah. is. It's got a little head. Mm. Um, I think, as the description said, it's not. Oh, it's wow. not going to be quite as carbonated as a uh, you know one that was possibly brewed this year. Ah, but that's why you need to get yourself one of them um, cellars. No, uh, from that YouTube clip that we're going to post, <laughs> a little yes. um, dildo that does uh, <laughs> some sort of UV mm. mixing. You'll understand. I smell the banana right away. Yeah, definitely. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, that's really. And normally, nice. I don't like things that smell like banana because they usually smell like fake banana. But this, yeah, it's not like the candy bananas, no. is it? It's not the the foamy sort of yeah. marshmallow, you know, yeah. whatever they're made of. Those kind of bananas, which which fake. you yeah, make it out fake. That's yeah, yeah. and it's, that's kind of the banana scent you get with a lot of beers, isn't it? It's kind of like a slightly sweeter banana. Yeah, um, but no, it's it's a subdued banana. The subdued banana. Well, like it's not, so it's not, it's not a ripe banana smell. I think that's the thing. Mm. Definitely an overripe banana, right? You don't get that. Oh, that's a good. That's good. Eight point two percent. Oh wow! Is going to affect this because this is going to be drunk very quickly. Oh, what is that? That's a sweetness. You get the banana. Definitely. I'm gonna have to have another taste. You get the cloves on the f- finish. Just let it sit in your mouth after the sip, if you want. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like you, there's a sweetness that sits with you the whole time, mm. but on the back of your mouth, you get that clove. So this, the uh, this as such isn't uh, a winter beer. Why isn't? Yeah. It, it's not a it's not a Christmas, Christmas beer, um, but it was suggested to us by the the shopkeep because I think of that more you know it's sherry well, yeah, kind of port. Yeah, it's a fruity, spiced, yeah, it's yeah. A double block. I mean, it's 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 a dark, it's a winter, it's a beer you have in the winter. It's just not a special edition winter beer. Yes, Instead, it's yes. a special edition beer you should drink in the winter. Yes, um, and I think it making it's a, a distinction. It's a fucking well. winter is what it is. That's very good. Mm. Oh, that and that the, the aftertaste kind of you do have that sweetness that just sort of sits, doesn't it? If you take a nice small sip. That that the the carbonation, the little that it has, really lets the taste come out. Mm, mm. This the only thing that might make me drink it slower is the fact that a small sip really gets that taste kicking through. The small the small taste you get just that little more banana, don't you? Yeah. Rather than as we were saying, you get that more spiced sort of clovey kind of flavor right at the end. But yeah, with a tiny sip, you are getting banana coming through there. Oh, that's really nice. I was going to take a photo of it, but my camera's decided it's going to be really dark. No, it's fine. It's done it. It's done it. Huzzah! Excellent. Right. Oh, yeah, um, my camera's on. So, I've, I've had a really busy week with, with Evelyn. Mm. Um, Does that I've, mean you were walking in Pokemon Going? I, I've done that a little. 
Because that's something we haven't talked about in a while. It is something we haven't talked about in a while. I might talk about it after Christmas, because what we I suppose we may be getting towards six months of it being out. That's it, true. It, no, in fact, in fact, it came out the same week that Evelyn was born. That's right. And she is about five and a half months old. So it will be six months at the turn of the new year. Right. So maybe I'll return to it at the turn of the new year. That's good, yeah. Um, but what I wanted to talk about was, um, because I haven't been playing a huge amount of games, I've been uh, watching a lot of stuff. And over the past two weeks, I um, have been watching Double Fine Adventure, which is the documentary series that Double Fine made about Broken Age. I and about the Kickstarter no idea project. There was a... So I didn't know this either. Yeah. I wasn't a backer of Broken Age. Uh, but however, you were a player. However, I have played it. I played it when it came out on PS4. You can go back to a previous episode. Cause episode I have spoken, yeah, I've, I've spoken about it at length. I think over a couple of episodes because yeah. I played the first act and then spoke about mm-hmm. the second act. But the, the documentary is, is super interesting. I mean, it runs at maybe 40 to 50 minutes per episode. Okay. There are 20 episodes. So it's a, it's a oh, wow. huge amount to, to be able to watch. Um, and it's something that I've been watching, as I said, for about two weeks. You know, I might do an episode an evening. Or have um, of an or, episode. However, the last few nights, um, I've run through maybe two episodes in an evening because it's been not right to be able to play games with, with Evelyn right. and stuff. So I've sort of just sat down and, and watched these and I've absolutely... It's so interesting to see sort of behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And... Not just the making of the game, which is super interesting, and all the art that they do and the concept art and how that moves through into you know production and then getting all of the models and the, the different <laughs> engine that they use yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. But also just you know, kind of like the live. It's kind of like a reality documentary as well. You know, you sort of see a little bit of the lives of these right. people and how you know you get to know the the guys that are working on the game. How big is the team? Um, because of the Kickstarter. And the the amount of money that they raised, then having to self you know yeah. to self publish the game, but then having to plunge all of their own money into Act Two, right? Because of the scope got yeah. a lot bigger and all of it, and the difficulties that they went through to make it into two parts, right? Um, the team size fluctuates the whole way through, um, and what basically what happens is they start off with quite a small team. Mm-hmm. It ramps up, it gets bigger, sort of as they move through into, um, you know, getting towards the end of Act 1. And then Act 2, it drops down massively again, because um, Double Fine lost uh, a big... Uh, a game got cancelled from a publisher, one of the right. other games they were yeah, working yeah, yeah. on. So what happens is they had to let go of a load of people. Oh, man, that's uh, which, and it, you, But you see that as well, so it talks to people, and, you know, you've got Tim Schafer and Greg Rice and people, they, you, they're uh, sat there going... It's brutal. I've never had to do this before. I've never had to talk to people and, and so they make, do, like, make anyone redundant. Outright. And then you know, it just sits there and you can see how they're, how upset they are about having to make people redundant and this sort of thing. Um, but then Act 2 was made with a really small team in comparison to yeah. sort of the amount of people that were out in Act 1. It helps that they reuse a lot of the environments yeah, and things like this. But it, it, it's something that, you know, I think Act 1 took just over two years to actually make and be released and then Act 2 takes about ten months right they had to really turn it around because they well, they, they had they had and assets and things like that but it got to a point where they said if we don't release it by then we're we're, we're hemorrhaging we're going to start hemorrhaging money right. and we just we can't do that so they had to release it at that, that point um but it's just it's just super interesting, and I you know I advise everybody to yeah I'm totally to watch it, it, it to to both see 
what goes into making a game. But also, it was really interesting in terms the human of angle? The, the, the human angle and how they reacted as well to the um, the positive and negative comments they got from backers and other right. people, both through the process and once it was released. You know, the, the decision to split the game into two acts because you know ultimately it came down to both a financial and a, a time decision. Yeah. You, know, you know, we need to release Act One because backers have been waiting this long for this game. We've got to get something to them. Uh, we've we've run right. out of money. Essentially, if we release Act One, we can then generate a load of money from sales of the game to right. then be able to roll through with Act 2 and use all of that money. We can take money from this other project that we've got through and yeah. plunge that back into it. Um, and yeah, it's just super interesting to see the highs and lows of, of how it all works. you finished the game, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, I was going to say, because yeah. I, I couldn't remember if you did or not, because I, did it make you at all feel like revisiting it? It has, yes, yeah, very much. Um, I'm, I'm kind of in a mode at the moment where... I'm only playing Battlefield 1 and Hitman, yes. as I spoke about yeah, you know, the last few time. weeks, because of time. However, you know, the, for the last, um, you know, since we've been doing the podcast, yeah. we've kind of sat and said, you know, what's been our favourite game of the mm. last year? And I've kind of been thinking that, about that a little bit more. Obviously, I think Broken Age I played the year previous, yeah, so 2015, so. but it wouldn't come back into that. But I have been thinking of revisiting some of the games I played right at the start of the year. Things like Firewatch and The Witness... The stuff division. like this and the division, yeah, things that I really enjoyed. Which you know, the, the games currently. If I, you said to me, "What's your been your best game of, of yeah, 2006, It's going to be Battlefield One yep. because it's it's in my mind. I'm thinking about well, that. You game. play it almost every day, exactly. Yeah. Which which is a great selling point. However, I've I've you know I've not gone back to Firewatch, but I've been thinking about it a lot more. Mm. Um, I've been thinking about it more actually because um, Chris Remo, one of the guys who made. Firewatch for yeah. Campo Santa works is Campo Santa yeah. um, worked for Double Fine oh. he was their community manager so he popped up suddenly in right. one of these episodes and I thought oh it's Chris Rumor oh, okay cool well, yeah, right. Firewatch you know, thinking about right. playing again and that just I sort of it. It. Firewatch is fantastic well I've been waiting well my ostensibly I was waiting until I had a VR headset to try and hack yeah basically I've been avoiding a lot of walking simulators sorry news games mm, mm. Um, because I know I can probably figure out how to make it work with the VR headset, and that just seems like the whole point. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really cool. I, I'm actually I, Broken Age. I wanted to play after we talked about it. I never. Yeah. I got. I think I played five minutes of it. Mm. Um, but that was when my life was really topsy turvy. I think I played it on because it was a PS Plus game. I mean, it, point, it right? was a PS Plus game. Yes, it's it's uh, it was a PS Plus game on PS4. Yeah. Um, it's it's. Very easy, I think, to as any adventure game is, you get stuck on a puzzle and oh, it's very easy to put down and then not return to it. Um, and there were a few it, you that's know, actually th- what happened to me with Deponia, and I have oh, the yeah, whole Deponia yeah. series because of a uh, humble bundle and yes. nonsense. And it, it, to like be honest, four or five games, yeah, yeah, I don't even know anymore. And I, I, I didn't even get that stuck, I just hit a point where, like, okay, I'm done puzzling for now, yeah, yeah, and then I just well, I think, because I, I then played, after playing Broken Age, I played, um, oh, what was the clown one? Dropsy, yes. Ah. Because I was in that frame of mind. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember, and you point. really yeah, enjoyed exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, that stemmed from Broken Age. Yeah. You know, that I really enjoyed it. I really liked the, the adventure game, the, the puzzling and the story that it told. And the artwork's fantastic in the game. But it's kind of made me, watching the documentary, it's kind of made me appreciate the game a little bit more. So, 
I'm definitely going to go back yeah. into it. What, are there spoilers? Like, if I started watching this series, um, should I... Like, if I plan on doing both. If you plan on doing both. So there's um, 20 episodes, and I think about episode 15 or 16 is when they release the first act. So you will then start hearing content... About the second About act. the second act. Right. Or not, not content as such, but they reminisce well, about act yeah, one yeah. And, and reference it. Yeah. So you then start to get a few... I suppose I didn't really notice because I'm not thinking about it being a, you know spoiling it for me because I yeah yeah it. I was so just curious if you were like, oh yeah I remember and then, yeah. yeah so I, I haven't picked up on any specifics about where it sort of spoiled the game but um, yeah you get to about fifteen about three okay. episodes so, and then yeah. you want to play sort of yeah. Act One and I mean it's what is it it's maybe a ten hour game so yeah you, you can probably play, play Act One in about four or five hours um, and then play Act Two again in in four oh, or five hours so I know. I'm talking away. I had a sip as just as you were talking. Oh, so good. And as you were talking, I think banana. Oh, that's a there's really also plum. So good. I said plum when I talked about the coloring, but again, I was pretty sure it was just the artwork and the on and the. Uh, it's definitely not purple at all. Now that I look at it in different backgrounds, oh, it's um, it's that um, painting of trees with the turquoise or the baby mm, baby mm. turquoise. I don't know what the color of the wall is. Yeah, kind um, of. but there is a plummy note there. I'm pretty sure, at least to me. That yeah, smell maybe, of maybe, berries when I have it with all the maybe like on the back of the tongue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that's fantastic. Mm. Uh, I actually there's a handful of video game uh, docs that I've never even looked into, and I don't know why. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's made me. It, I, I finished it um, night before last, and it's made me think that this is now what I want to sort of start looking at more you know watching a few more or more documentaries and actually for for christmas there's a few um books that i've asked for oh which yeah? go into sort of like the history of video games and, oh, cool. and things like this so it's You'll sort have to of report it, back. yeah it's kind of Slash pushed me to, to yeah it's pushed me to get a little more behind the curtain and, yeah. and think a lot more about what goes into all of this um and you know uh, really i'm just a um, a consumer at the moment, and I just enjoy the games and don't think much more about them. But having watched this, yeah, it's definitely got me into the the mood to learn a little bit more. more. Yeah. Um, you know, not just about development cycles and things, but about. Yeah, you know, I think there's a, a um, is it just called Console Wars? There's a book that just charts yeah. the, the war between Nintendo and Sega, sort of through the the early uh, through the eighties um, and nineties. So that would be something I'd really like. If to get you'd into. really like to go into console wars in a gamified environment. Um, Hyper Dimension Neptunia yeah. is a series from Japan. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? I have. Do you know its premise? No. Ah. Its premise is, it's like an, uh, like a uh, very Japanese game, so everything's sort of anime-y, except all the characters are personifications of consoles, and they fight and stuff. Wow, okay. I haven't actually started. I, I promise to you, listener, and you, Ben, that I will... Because I have one or two of them on right. Steam, yeah. I will I will literally install number one and and try um, in the next couple of days so that we can definitely talk about it whenever ne- we next talk. Yeah. Because just the concept of that made me super interested, and I got it on a sale. And um, I have no idea even what kind of game it is. I assume it's an action RPG, but I don't know. But I do know there's like four sequels. Like it's 
significantly. But like, I don't even know how you, how do you personify it. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I've been meaning to look into it, and it, now that it's brought up, I, I commit to doing this. Nice. Um, you've you've got you've got this nice story cutscene where you've got a couple of consoles or the character the characters yeah. talking, and there's just the Vita console hey, hiding up. in the corner. Hilariously <laughs> enough, the first time I saw uh, that one uh, version of that game or that series was was in um, EB Games Canada. On the Vita. I was like, fuck, oh, really? okay. the Vita. <laughs> what the fuck is this? And then I looked it up and I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> nice. Right. Mm. Um, we were going to talk um, a bit about um, the uh, more solidified uh, version of modding. That is, what it's like to be a PC gamer. We are, yes. That's going to be our topic yeah, for the episode, but, I think. But um, I did want to talk about... You talk about uh, other games. I... Um, because one of our resolutions is to um, try Division yes. with its new underground, well, its new survival mode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked it up on on sale last week. Okay, cool. With nice. um, with uh, my few my fifteen odd dollars in my Steam wallet. Look at me in my um, PSN? PSN wallet. Mm. Uh, so it was on sale. Uh, the whole thing with season pass plus minus fifteen. It was reasonable i don't even remember yeah um and so uh uh the other night when i left for about a half hour and then you guys were just wrapping up a game uh so i didn't bother rejoining you i I started it up oh nice i'm fucking terrible at that game on the (laughs) playstation i got so goddamn frustrated okay i don't the first real mission you go and you like free up a police precinct yeah that's right i died so many times on the bat i I still haven't beat the last boss i just keep dying and i was like this is bullshit like on the pc version i am a headshot master including with the goddamn pistol i am good at this game and i could not shoot for shit (laughs) Um, I did turn auto aim off because I assumed that's that's how you do that. But maybe I not. Yeah, I think I turned auto aim off. I'm thinking of turning it back on at least for the intro, just to get into the main because body of the fuck, game. I I was I mean I had a couple of beers, but I wasn't doing that. I didn't I, have the best battlefield day. Hey, but I would say I'd come and um, I'd come and help you, but I'm not sure I can go back to that uh, first mission. Oh, the first mission. Oh no, I mean I I'll. I'll Fucking blunder my way through. If I can't, then I don't deserve to play. I mean, it'd be fun, like to to experience the the story and the games. Game. Well, what I was going to suggest is, I knew that that was a locked off area. I was going to suggest, um, depending on how much time I have in Canada, because I will, and when I sell that PS4 that's in storage, yes, um, we could do like the plot missions together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, although we might have to do them in hard, so that you have a challenge slash. I don't know. How I'll do that, that or I start another. Character, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can start a character if, as long as I get past the first mission. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter if we you... can both jump in yeah. sort of as soon as we're in New York. Yeah, I mean, such, but uh, uh, I don't know what it was. I just, I felt like very beginning of me starting to play FPSs on consoles. I was just so frustrated. I know part of it is I played this game. Mm. I remember on PC, this was a breeze. This mission was not hard. Yeah. And I, like I was dying before I even got to the bad guy. You know, I've, I think when the division came out, I'd had a decent amount on console, a, a nice amount of experience in sort of third person cover shooters, yeah. you know, things like Uncharted, right. things like that, which um, I've played a lot of. So 
I think it was quite easy to pick the the division up. But but I I, mean, no, I know I have, you've played a little bit of Uncharted and stuff on the, the Uncharted oh, collection, but, but not very much. So your console experience of third person cover based shooters is quite limited. Well, you know, except for Rainbow Six Siege on Xbox oh, is One. It, is that not um, first person? Oh, it is. You're right. So yes. you said third person. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know why that would affect my ability to aim. I don't know. I just keep getting hit. I mean, different perspective. Yeah. You see a lot more going on, maybe on the periphery of, um, uh, of the The other thing is, I've not really played with sensitivity settings on um Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was... The other thing I've realized is that uh, I've used gaming mice for so long. Even my, like, Bluetooth, like, my laptop mouse that is the mm. only one I mm. have now. It has uh, adjustable DPI. yeah. Um, and one of the things I'm really looking forward to is getting my real mouse back because I've been playing PC this past week and I was mm. like, oh, it's a great little mouse except for gaming because my hand is too big. My fingers are too long for it. <laughs> it's the, um, Razer Orochi sort of, 2013. Yeah, very slightly. Yeah. So I just have to kind of claw, claw a little, mm. which no one else seems to have a problem with. Yeah. Uh, but I have piano fing- slash guitar fingers. Mm. Um, so, um, but yeah, like that, the, I, the, my favorite mouse of all time is the, um, Microsoft Sidewinder from like early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Um, so USB uh, op- optical laser, um, not much more. But it's it's when Microsoft was like, oh, we can totally do Sidewinder mice, and there it's, it has like different friction pads and different weights okay. you can put in yeah, it. Yeah. Like it was the like yeah, Microsoft, and then they did not do a thing. But you've not got twelve buttons. Uh, I've got to hotkey everything too. No, I don't want that. I, yeah, yeah. I've got, um, well, let me see, a nice metal scroll wheel. Ooh, nice. Yeah, uh, and then right by the scroll wheel, there are three different auto DPI settings. Yep. Uh, uh, back and forward, which are like knobs, metal knobs, mm. and then two buttons on the outside as well. Oh, cool. Um, it's great. It's a fantastic nice mouse. But mostly, it's, it's just the right shape for my North American hands, I say, to Japanese controllings. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, I got really frustrated. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that this is a temporary thing. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. to the point where I was felt, felt like playing The Division earlier today, and I was like, and I almost turned it on on well, Uplay maybe, because I was like, I just want to kill things in that world. Maybe I jump in with my higher level character. I'm saying, yeah. Until you're comfortable with the controls, yeah. and then you can do it at your own pace and. and, and Cause you say, the problem with you. Um, yeah. Because my thing is, um, once my um, sister and my niece and nephew leave um, town in Calgary, uh, I'll have daytime where most people will be working that I know. Yes, yeah. And uh, I could be working, but I also need some downtime. So I thought if yeah, I just picked so. a game, mm. and seeing as we wanted to do this, this is why I start. I got it before, like a yeah, Boxing Day yeah. sale. I thought, oh, if I have time, mm. I can just like play the PlayStation 4. Just pick that game. I know I like it. I really enjoy the plot. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of it. So I'll just slowly catch up to you. Yeah, man. It's good yeah. idea. It's good idea. And then we can enjoy survival. Yeah. Which is something I'm really interested and in. Did you get the season pass? I didn't know, so I'll be picking it up. Okay. Um, I'm just curious because I don't uh, actually know what the underground expansion was. Because I think I stopped. F- it's just a few instances. Yes, yeah, I, I thought. Or, okay. or larger, um, a larger instance, Sewer I think. Yeah. Because yeah, so. I bought the season's path, pass and then. Uh, I think right before Underground came mm. out, I stopped really. 
I'm a 28 in, but Dark Zone 12 or something like that. Yeah, I think I'm 20. I think I, I'm you 27, but yeah. a little higher in Dark Zone. I yeah, think. I waited a long time because uh, I didn't have anyone to play with. Yeah, I just I lone wolfed it into the Dark Zone because uh, I was yeah. super interested in what was going yeah, on. Yeah, and I, I realized once I went there that I should have. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? You're dying. You're dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Precisely, precisely. Right, let's move on to our third beer and our topic. So our third beer... Is the Northern Monk Xmas Mocha Porter Festive Star? I believe the name of the beer is. Yeah, correct. Um, it's not something. Oh no! Ooh, ooh, ooh! Having a quick look on the back, it says the back it, of the can. The back, well, yes, the back of the can. Um, it's got Northern Star Coffee Roasters of Leeds. Oh, it says made with a blend of specialty coffees from Brazil, El Salvador. And Sumatra, purchased directly from the farmer to guarantee a sustainable price. It's weird that they're advertising the sustainable price, not like the sustainable like environment Methods or and, like, yeah, yeah. like wage to the pickers. Yes, um, it is five point nine percent ABV. It ten uh, cent refund at SA. Yeah, I think that's um, for Europe. What the hell's SA? So I that... lived there. I don't remember SA. No, I don't know. Oh, probably. It's probably, yeah, whatever. Um, yes, so it's a limited release festive star Christmas mocha porter. Uh, 25 IBUs and 80 EBC. And it is naturally hazy. Oh, good. A little note on it. Um, we've got a can of this each. Ooh, ooh. Just in pouring. It's... Could we get any darker than the good chemistry? Yes, we could. This is really, really dark. It's less cloudy than the other two, though. It is just darker. Like if you look at it, look at the pour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. When you when when you thin it out, it is a lot more opaque. Uh, But in the glass, that's it's you can you you get nothing. You've got nothing on the size of the glass. Almost black. It is almost black. That's. Uh, again, there. very little head, just sort of clinging to the glass, um, nothing sort of in the middle. Kind of makes sense that it's brewed um, with um, like a specialty roaster as well, uh, being a mocha porter, Yeah, I suppose. so. It's. Um, I don't think I've ever had a mocha porter before. And in fact, I don't think on the podcast we've had a Northern Monk beer. Uh, no, I don't think we have, actually. So this will be interesting, because they've been around for quite a while now. I see their beers yeah. quite regularly in the in the beer show. I don't know why we've not picked them up before. Because uh, we're snobs? I don't know. We we're Bristol snobs. We're, uh, Bristol snobs, yes, yes. Which we're going to rectify at some point. Cool. That's, fuck, that's a nice smelling coffee. That's a really nice smelling coffee. That's a, like, like it, except for the very end of the nose, you don't even get the, like, there's a sweetness of the beer that comes out, but they, most of the nose is coffee. That's a lot of coffee, but you're right. There is that sweetness there. Oh my god, that's that, really I mean, interesting. It's, it's kind of like you. Um, oh, it, it, it does almost smell like you when you when you make yourself a coffee and maybe you have an Irish coffee and you put a little bit of something in there, you put a little bit of whiskey in. Yeah, you've got that coffee sense with just just, just a little hint of something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is oh, that's a lovely smell. Oh man. Uh, and the nice thing is, like, if you, 
it's not super super uh, overpowering. Like it, it's not like the coffee smells coming out of the glass. No, completely. So you're completely. not like giving hit by coffee in general. No, but like when the, you take a nice good whiff, it's like oh, that's, that's a solid, we, we, tasty coffee you know, smell. When we were chatting um, the week before last, um, and when we'd had the Buxton, yes, you, you really got that coffee kind of like off the that top, smell yeah. straight from it. But this is it's it's subdued in strength, but not in character. Yes, completely, completely. Perfect way of putting it. That's a lovely smell. Oh, no, I'm going to drink it. I just realized that you know the smell's good when it's been like over two minutes and we've both just been sniffing mm. and neither of us have bothered tasting. It's because I'm worried now. I'm worried <laughs> that it's not going to match up. We'll have a go though, just to see. It's not what it smells like. I took a small sip and I got um, quite a velvety, velvety start, but Very a water, but a bit of a watery finish. Yeah, yeah. even um, on a bigger sip, I took a, a much bigger sip. But you're right, yeah. it's, it's a velvety start. But that that there's a, a taste which is lingering even now, which is still sort of sat there. And it's kind of that. I guess it's the porter nature of yes. it. It's that sweeter. I was going to say it's just, kind of almost root. You know, yeah. It's it make the, a flavor. It's kind of a ruby. Ah, of. yes. Okay. I thought you were going to say rooty. I'm like, I don't no, get no, anything no, earthy. Ruby, ruby. Yeah, it's definitely that that sort of, um, that the porterianness, uh, porterianness of it is definitely what lingers. Mm. Um, the coffiness doesn't linger. No, not surprised. at all, actually. And you don't get that. It, it's not, um, it's not got a huge amount of coffee on the taste. It's, no. It's not, um, you know, the, the Buxton was a very kind of iced coffee kind of flavour. You really got those roasted notes yeah. coming through on the There's flavor. almost no um, roasted anything. There's not a lot of smoke. But, um, There's no smoke. What's a, what's a mocha? When you go into a coffee shop, mocha is a choice. Yeah. It's not something I ever pick. So, I, you know, I have espressos or Americanos. Siri, so why are you off? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I am... I'm such a coffee snob, I don't have espresso almost ever. Fact-checking squad. Right. This is why it almost never hits the hot. Yeah. What is a... Mocha. mocha. Ooh, a, a fr mocha frappuccino? Moccacino? No, just mocha, mate. I think it's a mocha. 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 A type of fine-quality coffee. Oh, fuck you. Or a soft kind of leather made from sheep sheepskin. A cafe mocha, also called mochaccino, is a chocolate-flavoured variant of cafe latte. Done. Mm. Chocolate. <laughs> I taste the beer. <laughs> None. There's a sweetness, but it's not good. Maybe chocolate. Mm. There is a sweetness, actually. The sweetness that it has more than just sweet. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Oh! The coffee does come out when you sort of think it does, about it. When you think about it, when you think about it in the aftertaste, like you sit and you ruminate for a little bit. You it's it maybe, just so so much more subtle than the nose that I didn't is, notice. It. Yeah, it's really subtle. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a sweet coffee taste. Um, in the finish, it's just so light compared to all of the rest that's going on. It is very light. I mean, we 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 chose it as the third beer because it is the porter, and it's, because we you know yeah, the way but, we try and stack the beers that we taste, we want the one that's going to be the biggest kind of flavor. I think it might have been the first, even above the dark ale. Mm, yeah, just I think maybe you're right. I think I, maybe you're right. 
difficult just because of that subtlety. Like, difficult to stack beers when you don't know no, what yeah, they're going to say. Like, I, 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 just I, mean, I agree, like, yeah, it's, maybe. It's such a like light, subtle flavour. I, I, I think the uh, the problem we might have had is maybe if we'd have had this and then gone on to the good chemistry, because that was such a, um, a steady flavour, this may have influenced that mm. a little too much. Oh, so yeah, maybe when we'd have had the good chemistry, Bob you weren't getting the correct, yeah. you know, you wouldn't yeah. have got the correct flavour. So it very, it, you know, when you're, if you're sat like us, tasting different beers, it is very important to try and order the beers in the best way that you can, in the way that you feel that they're not going to influence each other too much. And um, maybe have something like a little sips of water in yeah the and water and rinse your glass out that, and uh, have yeah. a different glass although Lucy, we did we when, did we did rinse our glass we did rinse the glass and when lucy joins us she's always sat with a second like, glass ready to go glasses just in case yeah 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 and, and always she, normally she, the she, correct glass as yeah. well oh yeah and she doesn't say anything she's just like behind the scenes because we're on skype so we can see she's just and I don't think it's malicious. It's definitely not malicious. She just oh, no, shows. No, no, no. It's just her doing her thing, but she's showing us up at every turn. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> and, is, and we definitely exchange glasses. Yeah. Glances, rather. And then keep the glasses. This is how you drink beer, sirs. Look at how wrong you're doing it. She's not that judgmental. No, she's not. Anyway, um, let's move on to the loose topic. topic. The Lucy topic. The Lucy topic, yes. Of hardware. I was going to say, uh, before we move away from games specifically, have you played much more Hitman? I was curious. A little bit. I have... Um, I played Morocco. Ah, okay. I've been there. Where in Mar- It's Marrakesh? Uh, it is Marrakesh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting setting. You have to um, take out a general, a Moroccan general, and a Swedish ambassador. Are they in the souks? No. Um, the Swedish the ambassador is in the embassy. You start in the souks. Okay, there we go. And you like, three. You can't, there's no point in yep. starting and having a thing in Marrakesh. The general is in an abandoned school. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot of um, opportunity to push things through ceilings that aren't fully, right. you know, that have been sort yeah. of deconstructed and stuff like this. Um, but actually, Morocco, I breezed through quite quickly. This is episode four? That was episode... Uh, what do we have? Paris... Sapienza. Sapienza, and then into uh, Morocco. Oh, so three. So three. Right, sorry. Um, yep. Sorry, I, I was saying four because I was thinking of the stupid ship, so, which is the intro Yeah, yeah, thing, the intro thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I have also done uh, Colorado. Oh, you went to Colorado? Yes. I have... Which is... Um, it's four targets. Oh, wow, I didn't know And it, it is part almost of a militia. Hmm. You or a private military company, right, yeah, yeah. and you're taking out um, the leaders of said um, company, um, and it's 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 really open. Um, you know, the other maps are buildings which are built up. You've got several stories. Right. You know, um, what's the, oh no? There's another one. There's another one. No, you're right. You are. There's one in between. Is it in Thailand? Between. Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. Bangkok. Right. Bangkok is before before Colorado. Okay. So that's episode four. And that's a hotel. It's it's almost all within the building. It's right. sort of a five-story building, different wings. Super interesting in terms of um, trying not to... You know, the way I play it, I try not to harm anyone. Anyone. Who's not the target. However, going into Colorado, where they're all military personnel, I've just Fuck gone up. through <laughs> and fucked everybody up. Yeah, no. How do you think about this? You know, I have a completely yeah. different mentality. Well, that with, makes with, sense. With, you know, I mean, if... 
So this is the thing that I like about um, the Hitman games, specifically this one, is that um, you can kind of go in with your own version of Agent 47. Yeah, you can. Like, yeah. like the early ones, I was very much a, the target, no one else. Mm. Um, but you can kind of be like a, like like you said, like a, you know what? If it's a bad person, I will fuck you up. Yeah, and you completely. can just choose. With the open endedness, even in um, the intro level, yeah, um, you can sort of be like, "Well, this guy's just a chef. Yeah, I will leave him alone. I will not get those points. Mm. Except I will get those points. Yeah, but, but well, you, killing yeah. killing non targets. Well, no, I yeah. just knocked him out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but like penalty for Rory. But I just mean giving a guy a headache because you blackjack him from behind <laughs> and then throw him in a freezer still sucks. It would do, and if that happened to you, you'd be very yeah, upset. Yeah. So, but I mean, the open end, this is what really appeals to me about this game, this series of episodes, is that you, I mean, not, unless you're like a completionist, which neither of us are. No. Um, I'm a franchise completionist, I'm just not a game completionist. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can just not do those tracks yeah, that make you completely. do something, do an innocent. Yeah, yeah. And you can be like this sort of Robin Hood ish, and by that I just mean like. Uh, a hitman with moral code. Obviously, yes. you're not going to steal hits from the rich yeah, and give really. the hits to the poor. Oh my god, that'd be the hilarious most game. <laughs> Who do you need me to take out, sir? Well, well, my boss is kind of being a dick. The, Wait, Lord, the Lord of the Land is taxing me too much. I didn't mean kill him. <laughs> Fuck, man. Uh, New game idea. New game, game idea. Game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so so yeah, I was just curious about what the other yeah man, was. and I've I've not got through uh, Colorado a huge amount, so it's um, it's very open. Just just playing through that a little bit, and there's one more which is Tokyo. Yes, which I'm super interested in. So I kind of want to, you, know, you know, I don't know whether I'm going to rush through Colorado and you know, as I have been with the rest of the game, play the mission, move on to the next one, play the yeah. mission, move on to the next one. Um, Colorado is a bit more open and with four targets. There's a lot more to try and do, so there's a lot more replayability of how you're going to to, to try and go right. through it. So that kind of it, it might um, it. I'll probably go straight on to the next mission, but that might be the first one I go you back, go back to. to. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, um, I've been to all of the places except the last two episodes, so maybe I shouldn't go play those episodes until I've until been you've to been. The place. Mm. Yeah, that's that's might a weird while playing yeah. the game. Um, <laughs> I've also never been to the Cloud City in Bioshock Infinite, so I'm not playing that game. That's true. You ever been to Best Bin? Yeah. Can't play Battlefront. Oh, well, I have been, because <laughs> I've seen it. Mm. No. Yeah, fair. So, hardware. Oh, also, speaking of Battlefront, <laughs> um, hilariously, you and um, uh, Gold Member listener uh, Bob Thrawn Bob have Thrawn. it on uh, PS4. We do. I have it on PC, because that's what I got it. When it first came out, yeah. Um, it's now an EA Access game coming out this month on Xbox. So it'll be on Xbox. <laughs> so I'll have it for free on Xbox, uh, and I still won't be able to play with people I know who want to play it slash enjoy playing it. How fucking ridiculous is the world? <laughs> right. Let's. Sorry. Yeah. We'll think about that. Yeah. We'll think about a way that you can play Battlefront on PlayStation Four. Well, I could buy the game. Yeah, I'm not did. buying the game. No, I wouldn't. A second time. Uh, after getting it for free. After, uh, yeah, yeah, I can believe it. Not um, buying a game a second time after just buying the division for yeah, the second that, time. That's what yes. So, hardware. Oh, yeah. So, topic of the week. Uh, topic, Wait, hold on. Topic of the week. We're putting a jingle in. Topic of the week. No, that's the jingle. I'm totally going to cut that out. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. <laughs> um, 
So I've recently upgraded my heart, uh, my hard drive. No, I haven't upgraded my hard drive. What's going on? Eight point two percent beers. That's what's going on. Um, I've recently upgraded my graphics card. That's right. From uh, uh, you know a loner as such from yourself, I, which it won't be not, a loner. Not I'll a loner. Just sit in my machine now. No, it, um, it is at worst a donation because that seems like a weird term. So it is a gift. It is. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So I've had problems with my PC mm-hmm. since upgrading to Windows Ten. Right. Um, I've been getting blue screens. Um, Red screens crashes. Green. No, no, no. Just blue. Just blue. It crashes, mm-hmm. and the main issue that I've been having is um, there's a couple of different codes which come up, right. and essentially it's to do with memory. And I thought that it was possibly uh, the memory in my machine, but actually now I'm thinking that it was the the, the, the graphics RAM? card. Yeah, the the RAM on the card. Since upgrading to a new card. I've had a couple of days where it's been good. I've had no problems, and I've used it for, for other things. I've yeah, not yeah. gamed on it. I've used it for Photoshop and for making a few things. Yeah, well, I mean... Um, and, you know, I had a pretty good rig set up when I purchased the machine yeah. to play, you know, not on the highest spec, but, uh, uh, you know, at the, the kind of spec that I would expect to be able to play on. And a few of the games that I picked up recently, stuff like Mad Max and yeah. things, Probably would have struggled a little bit on the card that I had, which right. was a um, an NVIDIA GTS 450. 450, right. So uh, the 450 GTS is a a slightly more affordable car than the GTX 450. The GTS right. series is a slightly cheaper yeah. version. Um, I'm not sure why that is. I've not delved into remember. why there is a slightly cheaper version. However, I've now upgraded... The card you gave me was a GTX 780? 60. 760. Okay. I always want to call it an 80. Yeah. That's because I wanted an 80. <laughs> but, so, it, you know, it, now it's a mid-range card, I suppose, yeah. for games that will be coming out now, which is great. Yeah. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to play the games that I want to play better than I would have experienced yeah. previously. Um... So these these RAM issues, I checked out my RAM. I've got eight gigs of RAM in the machine, and you've done. Like they that. were fine. I did all the tests, and it came up saying negative on all the tests. Fine, but I upgraded my graphics card, um, and for two days, no problems whatsoever. No freezes, no random freezes. Right. No blue screens. Which was the main issue. That was the main issue, yeah. and and I'd investigated the idea that Windows Ten essentially was designed for a touch based. Um, ah, that's Windows thing. Eight, though. Well, it is, but I had seven previously. Yeah, but I'm just saying Windows 10 was put out specifically so that it would undo the crap that well, it, it did. Well, it does, but it's got a load of power save modes, which are all about touchscreen. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, so I turned all of those off. Yeah, because, I mean... But I was oh, still getting I was still getting the problems. Yeah. Um, still getting the random freezes yeah. and the blue screens, which right. would occasionally flash up a bad pool header. Is hmm. is a, a an, an error code which would occasionally come up, and that relates to memory. So I upgraded my graphics card. Nothing's problem. Nothing's wrong. Yeah. It all seems to be fine. And I've done loads of stuff for a couple of days, and suddenly it crashed again. And it crashed, and the error code which came up was registry error, which is a hard drive um, code, right? Which suggests that my hard drive is now failing. So I've now run through all of the disk checks and all of that, and I'm getting disc, yeah. and I'm getting nothing, uh, no now. issues whatsoever. So whether it was just a, whether it's, uh, fuck, fuck knows, fuck knows. Did you get an upgrade or a fresh install? 
I upgraded, so uh-huh. this, yeah, exactly. I know, but man, I'm so pain in the ass to fresh install. Like, um, so, do I still have the file of the cracked copy of Photoshop, which I use almost every day? Probably not. Can so you I've get got it to on find a torrent that again? Yes, but yeah. All of these programs which I've got on my um, machine, which I now need to, you know, if I if I went back, so, and, uh, um, here's my. Um, just general advice on Windows shit. Uh, acquire a program that does a carbon copy. Yes. Um, of and like put it on. Do a carbon copy of what you have now, even though it's unstable. Then do then flatten your fucking operating system. And yeah, reinstall yeah, it. it's still completely fresh. Um, and then uh, your worst case is you can't find the things, or you have, you still get the errors, and then you just put the old one, which had all your tweaks and stuff on. Yeah, completely. Um, it's a pain in the ass, but it's it's just life as a as I'd like to say life as a Windows user, but it's life as a PC user because I've had the slower, very much less frequent problems with um, OS X when I. Like, I took a Lion through all the way to... A Lion install all the way to not the latest, so, like, 10.5 or 4, all the way to 10.10. And then things really didn't... uh, were acting up. Yeah. And it was just time to flatten. Um, What's nice about OS X is you can pretty much just copy the .app file, which is just an icon, Mm -hmm. to... uh, uh, Secondary source and then copy right back and you'll probably I mean, be okay. Like some some things in Apple just seem so much more, more user friendly and, and oh, easy yeah. to be able to do. And the fact that they did that on a Unix backbone when they went to OS X, yeah, because like, yeah. that's like notorious for leaving shit behind. And you know that like, and that's actually probably the problem is that when you have enough upgrades on a Unix backbone and you aren't cleaning it up well. Yeah. But overall, I prefer that environment to things like. On Windows, there are programs that start up all the time with Windows, and you go into your task manager, and they don't show up on your list of startup items because they start up with the operating system, but who knows how they do it. If you make a startup like thing, like these are the apps to start up, all the apps to start up should go there, otherwise don't make the fucking Completely, path. yeah. I mean, Windows 10 is an odd beast. Well, um, they're trying to, like... They were also trying to do a lot of stuff with DRM as well. Yeah. Um, and registry error may actually relate to having a re- quick read online and some forums may actually relate to my registry file and having some cracked registry codes from things like Photoshop. Oh, well, And really? stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was chatter on there that Windows 10 was actually going to be... Um, very heavy on pirates. I can guarantee you, were, it's not. Yeah, well, this, this is the thing. Although, That's, having said that, so that did you uh, do you have a legit copy of Windows Ten? Yes, it was. Uh, so my legit copy of Seven that you upgraded. Legitimately upgraded. Yes, yes. Um, so I mean, it's it's one of those things that I have to report back on over the coming days, weeks, um, um, to see exactly how I've overcome or if this has actually come up again. You know, doing the disc checks and stuff. Say that there's not a problem. If this is just an isolated incident, or whether in a yeah. week's time, so I've, I've outside of that easy. one crash, nothing's happened. Yeah, completely, completely. And this is, so and it's that's been, what I wasn't sure about. It's now been maybe two weeks since I found time to upgrade the the card, and I've done a few things on it now. So yeah. that's good. You know, it's 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 become a little bit more stable, which is nice. Yeah, um, hardware wise. Yeah. So hopefully, I so, can get so back to a it, bit of it gaming. It seems on the clear PC. that the. Um, 
the something was up with that older card. Oh, at I the think very so, least. Yeah, the, 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 there yeah. might be something else going on, which sucks, but But it's it's something that I you know, I I barely got any crashes. I got a couple on seven, on Windows seven. But it's definitely something from Windows ten that picks up a lot more frequently. Yeah. And and I don't know whether it checks it more, whether it's right. taking more from it, or what what Windows 10 has done, but it's um, definitely a problem with up, upgrading. Well, so, so uh, when you feel like you're comfortable with the setup, let me know, because um, that um, EVGA 760 is super overclockable. Yeah. Um, to the point where it'll match spec with 8 series. Yeah, we've got a lot plus. we can do with it, and there's a um, lot of stuff yeah. that we can start to... Um, and I only mention that because... There are, yeah, like there are games that are a little newer or whatever and that we might want to play around with that it might be useful to have more cycles with mm. in the interest of, you know, entertaining the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. Good. Um, so that that's our uh, hardware update. We're, we'll hopefully have more, like, tangible, useful info on PC crap. Um, in, in the in the coming episodes, uh, we're just at a, a weird point of yeah, the holidays, etc. Yeah, yeah. um, but here's the thing: we haven't had in ages because of you people not actually talking to us. Um, <gasps> Let's open the mail sack. We have the mail sack one. No, we've we've had a, oh one thing in the mail. One sack. thing in the mail sack. It is a Hitler edition of the mail sack. <laughs> so we we've we've got an email from um, tagged up fan. Tanked and up fan? tanked up award and competition winning. award winning yeah. award winning tanked up fan Colin. So Colin's come back to us and he said, "The question for us is, have you got a craft beer advent calendar this year? If you do, or what would you do if you don't? Which is more pertainable to us because neither of us have." Oh, yay! Spoilers. Finish the question, then we'll answer it. Did you get a shop bought one, or did you DIY? Did you DIY it and buy the individual beers yourself? So I don't have an advent, a beer advent calendar. Oh, I d- a beer advent calendar? I don't either. Um, I think um, one of the... To put it bluntly, one of the best things about advent calendars is not knowing. So DIY ones... Um, having said that, uh, next year we should do uh, swappies. Swappies, yeah. We buy some beers and give it and to each other. And yeah, that'd, the be, number that'd, that'd be amazing. Um, um, but uh, have you ever had one? I've never had a beer advent calendar. However... I think during December I've probably had a beer a day. Okay, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing. Is it, is it a new beer every day? Uh, no, it's not a new beer every day. What However, I visited the bottle shops quite a lot, and I, yeah. So I'm almost doing a beer advent calendar without really thinking about it. Um, my, uh, I would get one, except uh, as a um, Canadian expat. Uh, I'm traveling during the Christmas season, yes. so it, it's never. I, I thought about it, and it's just never. Um, it's never going to happen, so long as I care about my family and can afford to visit. Yeah, them. yeah. Um, having said that, I think we should, should still do next year. We'll just maybe we'll have a June Advent calendar. Well, it, and, well, it, it may be that we buy an extra bottle every yeah couple of months and put it to the side and. So to lighten the, uh, lighten the loads. Like but yeah, but like the problem with that is you put it to the side and then you drink it and you have to buy it. Again. Uh, I'm a little better. No, I'm not. No. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I I thought about it, and again, my personal circumstance circumstance. It's like we've been having three strong beers or something. No. Um, my personal circumstance makes it really unlikely that that makes sense, unless I like le- like leave. The- 
Europe for a month and have a Canadian-born um, Advent calendar of Christmas. I think they're really neat ideas. Mm. I know people have had them. Uh, I, I'd love to hear sort of what the experience is, Colin, uh, and all other fans who, who've had them. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. Personally, like I said, it just it never timing never lines up. Uh, but also, f- fuck it. Why wait till Christmas? Let's let's pick a month next year. We'll we'll advertise it like October month. Yeah, yeah whatever. Oktoberfest. We we'll do it for Oktoberfest. Have a beer a day. So in September. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I, I think I think that might actually be fun. I tanked up uh, Christmas in July or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's do that. To finish, we'll, we'll have a one. Uh, not one word. It may not be one word, but one title answer each. Colin also asks, "What is the game you're going to be playing most this Christmas?" Oh. Uh, hopefully division as i've claimed um i'm i'm also going with the division are jumping you? back in yeah survival uh, over be, christmas yeah yeah oh, i got a lot of catching up yeah um yeah uh boxing day sales versus black friday sales never quite as good but no, to be no, honest no, i've um I, I didn't actually find a bunch well i mean i still Managed to spend money on things. Of course. Um, of but, course. But uh, to be honest, uh, playing the division on my PC um, a few nights was what made me think, oh, I'd really like to play this with someone. And that's why I was like, fuck it, I'll buy the. I'll yeah, use my boss funds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot how much fun it is. Mm. And, and I'm talking about playing it at the high 20s where everything's a bullet sponge and you're like headshotting five times. And I still liked it. Even the whole point of headshotting, especially a guy who's hey. wearing a baseball cap, is that he dies right away. Yeah, I, I come from a, an MMO background, uh, yeah, where you have enemies which are just—it's just a secret numbers game, isn't it? So yeah. it's you're, um, you're constantly doing DPS and, and. I think that's exactly what it is. The division managed to scratch my um, shooter and MMO. Itch. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It does. It, Although it, I'm really, I am super curious about. Um, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Oh yes, beta coming up soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's definitely coming up soon. I just don't know <laughs> whether we'll get whether in. we'll get in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. So, if you'd like to provide us with some feedback, as Colin has done, ask us some questions about the episode, or quite. Or tell us about, about your episode. Advent beer under. Beer vent calendar. Beer vent calendar. Beer vent calendar. Yes. Add beer count. No. Beer you can calendar. email us at. Tanked up dot cast at gmail dot com. Remember, you don't need the dot if you don't want to do it. You can get us on Twitter at tanked up underscore cast. Um, before we go into personal, oh, well, what about our Facebook page, which uh, we're going to try really hard to do more stuff on? Tanked up cast, yeah, and YouTube is tanked up cast as yeah. well. If you'd like to go, um, and the reason I mentioned this is because we're going to post that um, beer snob YouTube video that which we alluded funny. to yeah. earlier. Uh, on the page. Which we got from Lucy. We did. Um, Actually, she said she would post it. Before we do personal plugs, beers. Which I like was your favourite? Oh, it's got to be number two. It's got to be the tap six. Mine, Aventus. Aventitis. Aventinus. 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 The Advent Horizon. Nice. Uh, again. Steady. But didn't push anything too much. No. The Mocha Porter. It's a it's a lovely flavour. I like You've the I like the nose way more than the yeah, beer. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> the nose is great, but the beer it kind of is 
it's good. It's good. It's just not. It's not the uh, so, Schneiderweiss mine Adventus Adventinus. Oh, so close! Almost, yeah. almost. That that is, is a fantastic, beer. phenomenal beer. Um, I'm super. I'm super chuffed with the uh, um, uh, the the Clark um, recommending it to us yeah, as definitely. a winter beer. Yep. It is. Or he said Christmas beer, but like it's clearly a fantastic version of a winter beer. Mm, mm. Um, I'm torn because we weren't sure if we'd be in the same room, so we have another bottle. Yes. And I'm torn whether I should just try and keep it for next year, which is a long Ooh, time. That's, a, that's an interesting thought. And I, I, I almost wanted to say this off air because I didn't know if I would have the the, the fortitude. Hey, if you drink it, you'll, you have to admit it. Yeah, I, I will. I will def- like... No, but I didn't want to like on air be like, yeah, I'll totally keep this for a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. I think that would be You'll interesting. Try. It would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I will find a place to put it that I don't remember I put it, and then a year from now I'll forget I did that thing, and then three years from now I'll be like, why is there this moldy beer? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, given that it's an ageable beer and it's so good, mm. I will not drink my bottle. The other two, well, the other one, because I already brought my can. You did. I will drink probably when I get home. Maybe mix, maybe ooh, mix it. Maybe mix it with something. If you've oh something yeah, else and see what that's like, and then report back. Good. Right on all of the things. If you'd like to play games with me, if you want to chat with me, I'm at Nova Score under four six four. Nova Score. Nova Score. <laughs> at Nova <laughs> underscore. Forty-seven on Twitter. <laughs> you or, shouldn't have been supernova on on Twitch. You should have been Nova, Nova Score. <laughs> Nova Score forty-seven. Or on gaming platforms, I'm Nova underscore forty-seven. Have a look. Take it. Um, on Twitch, he is um, supernova, supernova underscore forty-seven. Yes, yes. Just search that. You'll find me. You'll find me yourself. Or if you look up um, the Out of Lives. Uh, Network's um, Twitch page where we are friends of theirs, obviously, because we are children of it. Yes. Um, I am at the OmniArc on all of the things, except which, where I'm at the underscore OmniArc. Good. We've already plugged our Facebook page. We've done all of the the, the, tanked up stuff. Oh, yeah, but just generally, generally, in general, we are part of the Out of Lives Network, which you can see at outoflives.net. You can, definitely. They don't drink as much as we do, but they're still cool. They're all right. Give them some time. Not a lot. I mean, don't drink with them, but give them some time. Yeah, yeah, some of them are like, beer, I prefer vodka or cider. I've got to drink some cider. Um, I don't as know why they those um, accents. Yeah. <laughs> like, none of them have that. Um as always, tell your friends, uh, give us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, or if you have, make a dummy account. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Everyone's got more than one email account, haven't they? So yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, tell your friends, um, and uh, enjoy things. Rate us, tell us how we're doing, and all those sorts of things. But for another week, we have been tanked up. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Ciao. Oh, um, we need to be clever for our cold open that we do twice. And by that, I mean we have done twice. We have done twice. How do we be clever for a cold open? Yeah, we should probably have recorded that, actually. No. More than likely, yeah. We should just and they're like, they're like oh, yeah. what is this beer? What's going on? Forget it.